You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Here we are with a cracking episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. I've just been speaking to Siobhan Lancaster. Siobhan's the Managing Director of 92 Energy. She's just made a fantastic pitch to investors. She's outlined why uranium is hot and how 92 Energy offers investors some very leveraged exposure to her exploration campaign in Canada. 92 Energy already generated some high-grade uranium results from its most recent exploration program, and now they're following it up with two drill rigs about to start turning any tick of the clock. The company has a market capitalization of about $30 million, so it's highly leveraged to a macro environment that says uranium is going up, and Siobhan says 92 Energy is perfectly placed to tap into this opportunity. She's a very sharp lady, she works very hard, and she's been in the uranium business a long time. She knows her game and she knows where there's an opportunity for investors. You'll enjoy hearing what she's got to say about how a small company is planning to tap into a big theme. Siobhan, uranium's hot. Is your stock hot? Absolutely, my stock is hot. Yes, and uranium is very hot at the moment. I think we're setting ourselves up for one of the best uranium runs um, in, well, uh, since the last cycle, definitely. And and certainly in everyone's lifetime, it's looking like the best uranium market um, in many, many years. There's huge demand throughout the world for uranium and there's a real shortfall of supply. Um, and this is really because of the 10 years of um, lack of exploration and new mine builds because of the Fukushima disaster. So, you know, it's it's really looking amazing um, and it's a great time to be in the uranium market at the moment. Now, you were at Diggers and Dealers in Kalgoorlie uh, just recently. There was a lot of talk about uranium. Uh, the only stock of any real note that presented there was Boss Energy, and I know you're friends with uh, Duncan Crabe who runs Boss. He was very bullish about the market. He had similar commentary to you. I think he described... Uh, the uranium outlook as being the best it's ever been on the basis of those fundamentals. There's a nature, there's a calendar aspect to the uranium price, isn't it? It doesn't just move in a straight line. It does seem to come and go depending on the Northern Hemisphere seasons. Yeah, look, I mean, certainly there is often a little bit of seasonality around um, the uranium purchasing. So um, it, it tends to go a little bit quiet um, around the summer period in Europe. And then as they come back from holidays, the purchasing recommences. So we should start to see the market sort of really heat up um, in early September. Certainly, uh, we're seeing a huge amount of contracting already this year. There's been over 120 million pounds of uranium contracting. We're expecting the second half of this year to be just as busy. Um, and and as you would know, uh, the contracting sort of preempts the movement in the spot price. So if you were to overlay the spot price movements during the last cycle with contracting of uranium, you can really see that uh, the spot price starts to move rapidly uh, when when huge contracting volumes are going through the market, which we're seeing right now, which is really exciting for the market. You say we're seeing it, but investors listening to this would say, Siobhan, that it's a very opaque market. They can't see it, like copper and gold. Mm -hmm. How do people like you ascertain what's happening in that contracting market? Because it's a forward indicator, isn't it? A lead indicator of what's going to happen to the spot price. 
Yeah, look, it is quite an opaque market. Um, you certainly, uh, even the way the, uh, the contracting prices work, it's, it's difficult to understand what's going on. I think a key indicator is that the floors and the ceilings of these contracted prices, which have been announced by companies uh, throughout the world, are moving up. And that is really significant. But you are also seeing it in the spot price as well. So the spot price, um, you know, when I launched 92 Energy two years ago, was sitting around 32 bucks a pound. It's now at 56 bucks a pound. So it's moving progressively upwards. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's all going in the right direction. You're not seeing any significant pullbacks whatsoever in that spot price. And there's a lack of supply. That's playing a fundamental role, isn't it? Yeah, look, the lack of supply is the real issue uh, in in the sh- in the short to medium term, and certainly in the longer term as well. Um, so you really haven't seen any new mines come on since the Husab mine, um, which came on, you know, uh, just after Fukushima. So, you know, um, really, that's that's quite significant for a commodity which basically supplies ten uh, percent uh, of the energy market worldwide. And if Drilling down now, pardon the pun, from the macro market into 92 Energy, if you're an investor and you believe the uranium price is going up, you say, well, how do we get leverage to that? And there's obviously a few big players in the game, but as with all commodities, the real leverage is in exploration into the game. You just said recently you're about to start drilling. What, why are you drilling? What are you drilling? Look, we're really excited. We're going back out to our Gemini Uranium project. As you know, we had a discovery there very early on in our life and we've been drilling uranium pretty much ever since. So we've had some whopping high grades there, um, including, you know, drilling up to 10% uranium. So just for context for those Australian uh, people listening to this, 10% uranium is 10, uh, it's 100,000 ppm. So if you compare that to some of the Namibian assets, which are like 500 ppm, these are huge grades. And and what that tells us is we're into a system that has the ability to host super high-grade uranium. And we've only just really started drilling the edge of that. So this drill program is really about moving along the trend to the north and really looking for additional zones of uranium, um, which is really quite exciting. So the way these... Um, deposits work in the Athabasca is they they move along a trend and you tend to have um, a, a zones sort of going all along the trend. So what we're looking at is something very similar to uh, the Rabbit Lake slash Eagle um, Eagle Point deposit in the Athabasca Basin, which of course hosted 200 million pounds of uranium. So we're looking at something similar and and our drill plan is to obviously expand on the high grade area that we've been drilling at Gemini so far, but really work our way along that trend as well. So, so what you're saying, Siobhan, is that they are clumps of high grade mineralisation. They're not just disseminated lower grade mineralisation as Australian investors would know gold in this country or as you say in Namibia. It's clumps of higher-grade mineralisation. Now, when you left the drilling program, your previous drilling program, what did you know then? You, you, it finished the program. You took the information away. Mm. What did you know then and what, what's, why did you decide to go back into the field? Well, of course, we hit that high-grade uranium in the actual uh, mineralised area, so we'll be continuing to work on that high-grade area uh, to expand the known mineralisation there already. Um, but we also uh, found additional rad- uh, uranium up to the north, so 280 metres north of uh 
the current existing zone. So that tells us there's potential for another zone there. We just need to drill around it and vector into it. That had results very similar to the first hole that we drilled at Gemini, actually. So um, it, 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 it had some mineralization, so definitely worth following up on. There was dravite along trend, so that's extremely exciting. What, what is dravite? Dra you, you, made, you made a lot of the dravite. People listening to this would say, well, what is dravite? I thought you were drilling for uranium. Yeah, so dravite's like a key indicator um, in the in the large uranium deposits in in uh, in Canada. So basically, uh, dravite is in Macarthur River, Cigar Lake, and um, and Arrow. So if you see dravite, you you get pretty excited about it. Um, it's something to be excited about. Look, we have potential to find an arrow going along the trend there. That's the exciting thing. And Arrow, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with uranium, is 200 million pounds of 2% uranium. I mean, the project has an MPV of $3 billion. It's, it's magnificent. So there's potential for us to find another Arrow as we move along trend. So clearly there's a very high return element to this drilling program. You get some more of what you've got. You would expect the market would have to sit up and say, hey, this is getting very valuable and a commodity that is increasingly valuable in one of the hottest locations in the world for uranium. Look, absolutely. And I always point to exploration examples out there. So for example, um, Extract, which I was involved in, in the last uranium cycle, they of course discovered the HUSAB uh, project and they went from a $2 million market cap to a $2 billion market cap in a short space of time. So this really does have um, leverage uh, if uh, with the uranium price moving, but also with the discovery of a magnificent deposit. So, you know, we're already onto something. This is a very fertile system that we're looking at already. Um, so it's a really fantastic place to be. So what would you do with the uranium if you found it? I mean, you're in North America, obviously, uh, you know, the Americans have made no uh, secret of the fact that they want to source uh, critical minerals and the like from places other than China. Is that where you would expect to sell your mineralisation? Yeah, look, I mean, definitely uh, the, Canada's got a huge uh, nuclear industry, as does the US. So uh, the US is obviously the biggest users of a nuclear energy in the world. Um, and and so they're big purchases of of uranium, and of course they want to get it from their north North American neighbours. Um, so it makes a lot of sense that they would purchase from there. But you've also got European purchases as well um, as as some Asian purchases in there as well. And drilling is not cheap in Canada. It's obviously one of those areas where you have to be make sure that you get a bang for your buck. Uh, you're funded. You've raised some money recently. Yep. Look, we're absolutely funded for this program and another. So um, we're in a very good position at the moment. Um, and uh, yeah, we're ready to go. So what's happening on the ground? Where, where are we at now? People will say, okay, if we want to own 92 Energy shares, we want to know there's some action, some action on the ground. Um, you said recently that people are on their way to site. Yeah, so they're they're actually at site. I was just talking with my VP of exploration this morning. So they're out at site. Uh, Drill is going to be starting on Friday um, in Canada um, and a second drill is on its way as well. So um, there should be a lot of activity going forward. But also because it's uranium, we have downhole probes that are actually measuring uh, the uranium as we drill. So um, hopefully we get some good results and we can start feeding the market with some positive uh, news flow. How does that probe work? Because that's important. People uh, in the Australian market have become... Uh, sadly, very familiar with long wait times between drilling and assays. The labs have been 
very, very busy. And I suppose from an investor's perspective, the risk is that you, you buy the stock, they drill, but you don't see hide nor hair of the assay sometimes for two months or more. The downhole probe can short circuit that that process, though, can't it? Yeah, look, it's it's fantastic. You you can get uh, uranium equivalents from the downhole probe. Um, of course, the assays is the is the real result you want to look for, but you have a very 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 good indicator. Um, so uh, you know we we for most of our results are sort of within. 10% of where the uranium assays come out. Um, the only ones that are slightly different uh, tend to be the really super high-grade holes um, and the assays tend to report on the upside for that. So what's the market cap now of 92 Energy? So it's $30 million, which seems quite low given that we've, we're actually drilling uranium at the moment. So, so it's $30 million and you're about to drill and you'll know pretty quickly whether you're onto more of the same. So the proposition there, you would say, is is what gets some exposure to a, a commodity that certainly seems to be increasingly hot um, in an area well known for high grade uranium, and you're not going to die waiting. Absolutely. Look, it's I think it's a fantastic proposition for um, investors. Um, where 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 is something so de-risked? We're in the perfect jurisdiction. Uh, for uranium uh, exploration. It's a known jurisdiction for mining. We're already hitting high grades of uranium. It's a fertile system. We already know that from the last program, hitting massive amounts of alteration. Um, we've got uranium to the north. You know, it's ticking all the boxes to have lots of future upside uh, success. And we're doing this in a uranium market that's looking increasingly hot. So if, if the macro environment, the uranium price plays out the way so many of the experts say it will, you could deliver results into a pretty bullish market. Look, I think so. and that's A, per a perfect storm. And that's why we chose to drill a little bit later in the season because, you know, we were looking at, at, at when we thought the uranium price potentially could move. Um, we, we know traditionally that around September, you know, that is where there's a lot of purchasing of uranium occurring in the market. So, you know, that's kind of where our decision-making led us to drill at this time of the year. Well, Siobhan, it certainly sounds like there's plenty of action afoot, but uh, the macro environment could give you a tailwind like you haven't seen for many years in the uranium space. Obviously, it's a, it's a very different debate here in Australia about nuclear power and the like, and that's certainly one that's heating up too. But that's irrelevant to 92, isn't it? Whether Australia uses uranium for energy or not is of no consequence to 92 energy, really, is it? It's about the global market that you're tapping into. Look, absolutely. It's a global market. We would, of course, absolutely love to see nuclear power introduced in Australia because it really is the best form of baseload carbon-free energy. And it's good for your back pocket too if you're paying electricity prices. So as a tax holder, you want to see the introduction of, of nuclear energy. But it's, it is a little bit irrelevant in terms of the size of the global market. Certainly the growth is coming out of China. It's coming out of Eastern Europe. It's coming out pretty much all around the world. So we're seeing increasing demand everywhere else. Uh, it's, it's not a necessary component uh, for success. Well, good luck with the drill. It sounds like we'll, we, uh, we'll know in pretty short space of time how it's going and uh, you can drill for how long? How long will the program take? Look, I think we'll probably uh, finish up at the end of September um, based on the number of metres that we have at the moment. And, so. and, and some news flow between now and then. Absolutely. There should be uh, uh, quite a bit of it. Good luck and thanks for your time, Siobhan. 
Thanks a million, Paul. You've been listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions. Thank you.